Hey everybody, Jim Sammons here from the Kayak Fishing Show. Uh, as we've been doing, we've been taking our live shows from the Kayak Fishing Show Facebook page and loading them over here onto Kayak Fishing Tales so our viewers over here get a chance to see those interviews as well. Uh, we've also now started loading these onto a podcast. So if you go to iTunes and look for Kayak Fishing with Jim Sammons, you can listen to these while you're driving around if you've got absolutely nothing else to do. So in today's episode, we have Brandon from Go Fish Cam. Uh, he's joining us and explaining how these really cool inline cameras work so you can see the amazing hits that you'll get underwater. So stick around, enjoy this video, and I'll get back to you at the end. Hey everybody, Jim Sammons here from the Kayak Fishing Show Live, uh, brought to you by, as always, Ballast Point Brewing Company, my favorite beers. Uh, they should be your favorite too. Um, I'm looking at this thing. I look very pixelated on my camera and, I, and I'm not really sure why, so I hope it looks okay to you guys. Um, a couple of things before we bring our guest on. Uh, I wanted to let you guys know that Beginning, um, why does that say Jim Sammons? Beginning, uh, actually, right now, all of our uh, live shows are available on um, iTunes. So we now have the whole iTunes things going. So these interviews, you can now do the um, download the podcasts and listen to them. Obviously our show, you know, there will be some video stuff you'll miss out on, but for the most part, this stuff is all uh, interviewing and talking and so on. So you will now get to be able to listen to these in your car. If you, uh, you know, if you're into that sort of thing, I had some requests for the, uh, for this. So I figured it was a pretty easy thing to set up and we did that for you. Um, the next thing I need some help. Um, somebody shared this magazine cover with me from somebody else's page and it supposedly is a uh, English Korean language fishing magazine. Um, and we made the cover of it, but, uh, I don't know anything about it. I have no idea how they got the picture. Um, but I'd sure like to get a copy of it. You know, if I get a cover of a magazine, I always like to get a, a, a copy of it. So <laughs> if anybody knows anything about this magazine or knows how maybe we can get a hold of one, I would love to have that. So without further ado, I've got uh, Brandon from Go Fish Cam here today with us. And he has uh, very nicely offered to uh, share some information about the cameras. Um, which I have now got one. I haven't had a chance to use it yet because it just arrived, you know, a few days ago, you know, got the box right here. And so he's going to share with us some information about these cameras. And I'm actually going to run a little bit of footage so you can kind of see uh, what some of this stuff looks like. You can see that fish coming in and hitting the lure. It, it's really, really cool stuff. Um, I'm excited to, to kind of add that to our arsenal um, I could see for the guys who are using um, GoPros and, um, you know, editing their footage. So you have the above water shots and then this cool stuff from the uh, GoFish cam. So 
Thank you so much for joining us. And uh, again, your offer to, you know, square away one of our, our viewers, our fans with uh, one of these cameras after we're all done. Welcome to the show. <laughs> yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, you know, super excited to to be here and talk about the product and uh, get to know the kayak fishing adventures community. Well, um, let's let's you know let's start out with uh, well let's start out with saying hello to some of our fans who always join us. Edgar, how you doing, man? Weiss, every show you're here. Thanks for joining us, man. Um, so tell us a little bit about. Go fish cam. What was your um, what was your inspiration for getting this thing going? You know, you know what's funny is you think that that would be my favorite question. It's actually my least favorite question because <laughs> I started this company with my uh, my older brother, and uh, it was actually his idea. Oh. Uh, <laughs> so I I hate I hate getting the question because then I have to give him credit, you know. But uh, brothers. But, uh, yeah, it's 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 uh it's that one dreadful question. No, but it was really cool. I mean, he he was in Trinidad for a friend's wedding, and uh, they were on one of those catamaran party boats, and there was these guys fishing off, like these local guys fishing off the back of the boat, and out of the you know back of his ear, he heard that that the line get taken out that zzz, that we're all you know very familiar with. Right. And uh, he ran over to go see, you know, what they might have caught. And the guy was battling the fish for a while. And then it just got off. And, you know, all of the local guys were freaking out. Like, what kind of fish was it? How big was it? What do we do? Do we go back? And, uh, you know, that's kind of where that light bulb came in from. I mean, that's happened to us countless, countless of times. So, Right. You know, it, it, it's like what actually hit. And that's very true. I mean, I wasn't even thinking about that. Because there's always like, well, yeah, oh, I got hit by a, a big tuna. Yeah. Well, you, you didn't see it. <laughs> you know, if you lost it, exactly. it can, we always say if, if you lost the fish, it, it can be whatever you want it to be. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now, so now, uh, theories, right? Yeah. Now people are going to have to prove their stories are true. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, man. Um, so, that was the inspiration. Were you in this business at all? Um, no, I mean, uh, I, I was just finishing up college uh, when he came up with the idea and he came back. Uh, so we're originally Canadian. We're from Toronto, Canada. Um, no, no, not more Canadians. <laughs> our mother's uh, from Costa Rica. So we kind of grew up on both spectrums, doing a lot of freshwater, doing a lot of saltwater fishing. Very so cool. Back, yeah, he came back home, told me about the idea and... Um, we, uh, you know, we started falling in love with it. It was a way to connect our passion with a really good, uh, you know, product and, and business in our minds. And so we, uh, we set out for the uh, long haul. How long has it been now? Uh, that idea came around in 2014. Um, okay. Took us about two years to ship product and just build it. And uh, we've been in market now shipping product for almost a full year. Is it uh, mainly available direct, or do you have it in shops? Or uh, you can find it in some of your local shops. Um, we're mostly online still. Um, we're not in the big box guys like Cabela's or Bass Pro or Academy just yet. Um, I would like to start entertaining those kind of larger corporations uh, later on in the year. Well, that's cool. 
I'm trying to, you sent me a video and I'm trying to blow it up and it won't blow up for me for some reason. Um, so th this has got a lot of uses and, and, the, and, you know, I've only had it for, you know, a few days and, and thinking about how it could be used. My first thought as a kayak angler, particularly an offshore guy, um, is on the troll, you know, mm -hmm. trolling a big old live mackerel and watching a yellowtail or a rooster fish or um, something else like that would be quite a thrill. Um, Brandon, you dropped out. I, uh, I dropped out. <laughs> if you can still hear me, yeah, go ahead and um, refresh your, uh, your page. Yeah. Just refresh it and we'll, we'll bring him back up. So, you know, for, for people who are wondering about the camera, it's, you know, they're nice and small. They attach onto your main line and um, oh, there he is. I'll bring him back up. And you're back. <laughs> yeah. I didn't even realize I dropped off. I was, uh, I thought, I thought uh, everything was nice and smooth going over here. Yeah, no, all of a sudden it went black. I don't know. I, I don't know what happened there, but we got you back. Um, I, I kind of lost track of where I was because I, I tried to redirect for a second there. Well, um, I, I did jump in. I saw you were showing uh, kind of where the camera attaches to the line. Um, it's funny with the weight, you think it would sit like this on your line when it's in the water, it actually flips up like this. Uh, we really? designed it with some air, um, pockets within the front to kind of counter some of the weight so that you get that nice balanced view. You know, I was actually wondering about that cause I was thinking if it was this way and if you had a swivel or something here, it'd be, it would be going across the lens all mm -hmm. the time. So going that way, that's going to be going down. So that, that makes, that makes great sense. Um, let's, uh, I, I've got a couple questions here. Um, well, of course, let's uh, look at Ryan. Ryan is actually, uh, the one we snagged some of his footage. Um, love my camera. The thing's set up awesome shots. Yeah. I think like I said, I think, uh, in, for somebody who wants to do that combination of their above footage and then the below water footage. Um, and that's what I plan on using for our show. It's, it's going to make some pretty compelling stuff. So thanks, Ryan, for actually, uh, I've actually been talking to Ryan a little bit. He's been giving me some information on the camera when I was just kind of investigating it. So um, I appreciate that. Um, and that's what I plan on using for our show. It's, it's wow, now got an echo. Um, the fish hits on the camera are always cool to see. Yeah, I mean, we, we've seen those, um, and, and they're hard to get shot. So this certainly makes it easy. And... Um, low, uh, low drag. Wouldn't everybody love to win one? <laughs> well, here's uh, Mark Eubanks. Now, this is a pretty legitimate question. Well, uh, so um, to date, Mark, we've, uh, we've only ever had seven people report one lost. Um, I mean, the way that you're connecting it to your line is you're attaching in between two different aspects. So you're putting you know, heavier main line to the backside, little less weight on the leader front to your lure bait. So, you know, we've had lots of customers get snagged up. Fish have come and tested out the camera. Um, you know, we've seen fish take lures away. And uh, again, we've shipped about 3,000 cameras to date and only seven have uh, ever been reported lost. Well, that's not bad. And and I kind of look at it and I, the way I was thinking is the same way you do um, 
a lot of times when you're bottom fishing, if you put a, a, a sinker on the bottom, you put that on lighter weight. Uh, so that's the, uh, the one that's going to break as opposed to your main line. So the main line to the camera being the heavier weight, lighter weight going to the fish. A sinker on the bottom. So uh, you don't have that issue. You know, you don't want to lose the camera. Yeah, I mean, it. you know, and it was obviously uh, something that we were thinking about a lot being anglers ourselves. You know, I've lost countless of lures, but I've actually you know, never lost the camera. My The first cast on our first camera we ever had, my brother casted it, uh, overcasted it. Uh, from a pond into a tree and got it snagged in the tree. And I was so upset with him. We were able, we were able to free it out, you know, just fine. And, and, and uh, you know, we lost the lure and we've lost lots of lures still on the camera. But uh, we, you know, the, again, it, the probability is so much less when you're just using a heavy mainline. I, I always recommend at least 30 pounds on your mainline. Yeah, well, I won't have that problem. I'm usually fishing 80. Um, when people hook this thing up, uh, are you usually going with like, like a, are they tying directly to this? Are they going with a, a snap swivel or what, what's the easiest way to do it? Uh, I mean, it'll depend a lot on the type of fishing you're doing. Um, me personally, whenever I'm casting retrieving with it, I'll always have just my main line tied directly to the back. I always use a swivel off the front side. That way, whatever lure I'm using has its own freedom. It can do you know, the motion it was built to do and it doesn't affect the camera and vice versa. Um, I know, for example, Ryan who trolls with it, he loves uh, putting um, swivels on it and then a uh, small one ounce, two ounce weight, just about a foot to two feet behind the camera. It keeps it really in line very nicely. keeps it very stable um, for trolling, even slow trolling. Um, bottom fishing, you know, people are using swivels on the, on the, uh, the main line side, but um, for the most part, I always tend to tell people, you know, if you're going to use a lure or even a live bait, keep a swivel off the front. That way the camera has its freedom to stay stable and the lure and bait has its freedom to move around. Right. I wouldn't mind seeing a good, a good quality barrel swivel on each end of it. Mm -hmm. Personally, I don't like snap swivels. I don't like using them. So if it came with a, a, a nice quality barrel swivel on each end, I think that would be really cool, but that's just me. Um, everybody has their different wants and needs. So um, I don't know if I uh, if I dropped out there, but I, I heard that you wanted swivels on on both ends. It's something that we're looking <laughs> looking into uh, figuring out. You know, different ways of uh, building accessories that are compatible with this camera um, and different rig setups as well. Uh, it's something that we're always looking into. Right. Right. Um, yeah, like I said, I don't, I don't personally like snap swivels. So if it had a, you know, if it came with a good quality barrel swivel already on each end, that's that, if you didn't hear me the first time, that's what I was kind of saying. But like Ooh. I said, everybody's different and has different wants and needs. Um, we got Brad here saying it's the missing piece <laughs> of his soon to have fishing videos. <laughs> I'd love to dive in deep water. Well, that's what, um, deep water i mean these things from what i'm reading here i mean on the box 150 meters that's pretty impressive i actually was watching one of your videos and it said that they were said they were dropping down they were bottom fishing at 400 feet and you have dropped out again 
Um, so I just have to refresh it here, but reading off the box here. Yeah. 150 meters. I watched another video. Um, and I'm going to bring him back up. Yeah, it was, it was, uh, jumping out on me a lot there. So, uh, um, I figured. Are you, uh, do you have a sketchy connection over there or? No, I, the connection's fine here. I, I'm not too sure why, uh, why I kept jumping out. Yeah, I've never had that happen. That's it's really odd. Um, but yeah, so uh, deep water, 150 meters. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, we uh, the first time we so we we test every unit we have uh, depth chambers in our facility. So oh, every, is that right? Yeah, so every camera at our at our manufacturing facility goes into these depth chambers. They stay in it for about 10 minutes. We pull it back out. We shake it around. We put it back in. Goes back down 150 meters. Um, so we do pressure tests, we do stress tests in like cold and hot climates. Um, and we're always working on seeing like how we can exceed that. Um, but the first time we ever had a customer use it, from my knowledge, and share a video at about 470 feet was uh, in South Florida, um, the South Florida Fishing Channel. And it was really cool. They caught some barracuda down there. They had no idea they were going to catch barracuda. And it was kind of interesting just to... Um, see the high-powered green LED night vision just illuminate the entire bottom. Right, yeah, and we should touch on that here in, in a second. Um, so, again, everybody, you know, if, if we want to have these uh, great sponsors who are willing to come on here and visit with us and share information and share gear, it always helps if we have some good interaction. So, please, you know, give it the old like, the thumbs up, comments, questions, always make for a better share show. And obviously, if you share it with all your friends who you think might be interested, that helps as well. Uh, and I, I really do appreciate when you guys can do that for us. Um, and like I said, always shoot us some questions because that always makes it better. I know, you know, it sometimes it gets hard for me just to answer all the questions so or, or ask all the questions because, you know, I get stumbling across my own tongue sometimes. So, um a little bit of water. Um, and so I, we have uh, Chris. Thanks for joining us. Super cool product. <laughs> um, Mark Berenger, cool stuff. I, 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 I think this is something that I that I didn't wasn't even really thinking about as much. Like I said, not so much the just seeing those hits, but just seeing what's down there. You know, see what you missed. Um, I actually saw a video, a friend of mine did one sometime with a, with a camera. He actually mounted a, it was very cumbersome, but he mounted a GoPro to a downrigger ball and got some pretty cool footage. And it showed how many fish that he actually missed, how many fish actually followed his lure and never hit it. You know, so having something like this, which is a much cleaner system, much easier to use than, like I said, having a downrigger ball and having to drag that thing down and uh, it is very, very intriguing. So I think that's a, a huge thing. Um, yeah, actually, the, the cool parts about it is uh, I had a, a customer reach out saying, um, you know, I went out one day and I was, I was trolling and I didn't get any bites for about 30, 40 minutes. Um, so I reeled back in, I, I looked at the footage and there was tons of fish and they were following his lure, but he was going a little fast and they were losing interest before they could catch up. And he went back and trolled the exact same area, but just slowed it down a little this time. 
and he started just getting on them, which was you know pretty awesome to to hear the kind of insight that you can get with the product. Well, right, and I've seen the same sort of thing where um, the fish will follow the lure and follow the lure and follow the lure, and then it's the change of speed mm -hmm. that will fire them up, whether it's slowed down or speed up. Um, and that's what actually Chris is asking here is like, how can it help us land more fish? And I think, I think that's exactly it. You can go back and review the footage later and see how your lure is acting. Um, get a much better feel for if your lure is swimming. Um, get a much better feel for, you know, how the fish are interacting with it, right? Yeah, and the camera does work with a mobile app, so you don't even have to wait till you get home to review. If you're comfortable having your phone out with you on the water, um, once you reel in the camera, you can uh, open up the app and check out the footage there. Yeah, that's really cool. I, um, I, I downloaded the app on my phone uh, just yesterday and was was reading about all that on your on your website and how that all works. And uh, it seems pretty cool. Also, the um, the range of that is fairly decent. Uh, if you actually wanted to toss it out and you had you were using that float, yeah, the float here. Yeah, you so you could a, actually use it as, and see what's directly down there while it's happening. Yeah, you're comfortably getting about thirty feet, and uh, you can get up to fifty feet when you cast it out there um, with the float. It turns the camera into a bobber. So because this part of the camera stays surfaced, you're able to live stream to it, um, which is really cool. You can. Uh, I like using it. I'll, I'll pull up to the bank, um, you know, when I'm fishing and I don't necessarily want to go all the way to the bank. So I'll just toss one of these out and kind of let it drift along that bank side um, and, and see what kind of fish are there, what the structure looks like, what kind of fish might be hiding in that structure. Helps you really understand kind of what, what to use and, and, you know, what you're going after. Well, right. And I actually was thinking about that, um, using that float and then putting a live squid down below it. Mm -hmm. I mean, I imagine to see, a, you know, a big old white sea bass come in and eat that live squid just straight down below. It would be a pretty cool shot. Yeah, no, for sure. <laughs> uh, I, that's what I'm most excited about is just seeing these really cool shots that that uh, that customers get. Um, I, every time Ryan posts a video like on Instagram, I think I'm always the first one to like and <laughs> shared and comment uh you know and it, it's just really cool to to have been able to see the progression of like the type of videos that people are getting um, right so so uh, and, to, and this we kind of went over this but mark was saying so it doesn't live stream to the phone only review it actually does live stream to the phone when you're using the float and it's above water yeah when it's underwater unfortunately with where the world is today in tech no wireless tech can live stream underwater um, only wired products can, but with wired products, you lose that versatility. You know, you can't have it trolled out on the line. It'll affect your line and affect the fish. You can use it for down rigging or bottom fishing, but really, you know, or, or ice fishing. And that's mostly where wired cameras got adopted, but uh, you don't get that versatility that you get with the wireless camera. Right, right. So like I said, for that situation, when you're doing it, fishing straight down below it, um, you know, and that's kind of a, it's actually funny as you see these uh, people who are now, they've got these fish finders that attach to their line and they cast it out. Um, this is even, you know, if the water, if you have water clarity to actually mm -hmm. see what's going on there is, is pretty cool. Yeah. And going back to Mark's original question about water clarity in Louisiana, um, 
like I, we were fishing for redfish in uh, in uh, down um, near Venice, Louisiana. Um, so we were off uh, on the inch inlets just fishing for redfish and there wasn't that much clarity um we had to keep the camera about a foot to a foot and a half away from our uh, our shrimp um which you know depending on the type of species you can do if you're fishing for more aggressive fish that's okay uh sometimes you'll want to keep it a little further back but yeah water clarity there's not much that you can do camera wise to clean up the water it's like looking through a wall uh you know depending on on how much mud and muck up there is right yeah like you said i mean it doesn't have x-ray vision mm -hmm. so if the water is not clear you're not going to see it no matter no matter what uh so i imagine if if you're like you know i'm going to the bahamas in a couple of weeks i'm going to have insanely clear water visibility you know i can back that camera up yeah. of course you're only going to go so far because it's got to be it's still got to be fishable you got to be able to handle your lines yeah, absolutely. You know, so you're never going to want it longer than a rod's length. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, I always recommend like between two to six feet um, for the camera's distance. For some saltwater, people have been putting it closer to 10 feet. Um, and for some freshwater, they keep it at about a foot away, uh, depending on water clarity. Right. I mean, like I said, if you're fishing on a big boat and uh, you have super clear water, you know, because you're above the water and you know, you're going to have all that line out still before you even get the fish, you know, up to the side, you can go longer. But, you know, like for us kayakers, we always say you only, you want a rod's length of line mm -hmm. um, to make it so you can deal with it. Um, if, if you have too much leader, just dealing with the fish is, is very problematic. So you, yeah. just, you just have to play with it and see what's going to work for you on the water clarity and how you're using it. Right. Yeah. And I've been, I, you know, I'm, it, it's nice to see a lot of customers who thought they wouldn't have much clarity have, you know, sur been surprised as to the type of clarity that they get. Um, and, and so, yeah, it's just going to depend on different conditions of the day, water type, um, water clarity. I mean, the amount of sunlight, if it's a little cloudier, there's so many different factors that can come into play. Uh, right. Of well, and, and to that, uh, in that deeper, darker water or night fishing. Um, you guys have addressed that. Yeah, I mean, uh, so we we played around with, I think, about 50 different types of uh, lights. We used infrared. We used different um, uh, white LEDs, different colored LEDs, different powered LEDs. But we landed on a high-powered green LED, which gives you about six feet extra visibility. And it's amazing how much it illuminates um, in deeper, darker waters. Uh, and I think Ryan has caught some really cool uh, lingcod um, using that night vision. Right. Yeah. That. Um, so it's basically, it's just an LED. Yeah, it's, it's a high-powered LED. Um, I'm not going to say the type of it because it's like our unique LED, but <laughs> it, uh, you know, the reason we, we selected green, it goes deep. Uh, it doesn't scare fish away. They're used to seeing it. You see a lot of dock lights, boat lights, a lot of charter boats will have high powered green LEDs that go off their boat, brings, attracts a lot of algae, attracts a lot of bait fish, attracts a lot of big fish. Um, and, uh, and they're not scared from seeing it. So we landed on that. It was kind of a tactical move and it's worked out really well so far. Have you had any fish? You have any footage of fish hitting it? Like the camera? 
Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's there's a really cool video. The first time it happened, it was a pike. A lot of pike eat the cameras. They're really aggressive. They love to come check it out. Um, we've seen some really cool footage of the inside of pike's mouths. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but other than that, not many other species have come and checked out. We've had little bait fish come and peck at it. Uh, I think there was a barracuda who came and gave it a nice smack. Um, and uh, one of those seven that got lost was actually about a 600 pound bull shark, uh, decided to not just eat the tuna that was on the line, but also eat the camera. So <laughs> <laughs> the, only, the only story that came from that was just a sad guy with a half broken fishing rod, so. <laughs> <laughs> so everybody, once again, I'm just gonna ask you if you can, you know, give us that thumbs up, comment, share with all your friends you think might be interested in seeing this that always makes for a better show. So like, comment, share. Um, and again, um, we're going to be giving uh, one of these cameras away at the end of the show. So, um, you know, we, we need to show these guys some love. Uh, so Reginald, does it affect the, um, the jig action? Yeah. And, and I just put it up and it's not showing that it's up. Things are acting a little hinky today, uh, but it's showing on here. It's not showing on mine, so I can actually see it on my phone. So, uh, yeah. so it doesn't affect the uh, the jig action. Um, so it's going to depend what you're using. Um, the the re so earlier in the show, I was saying how my ideal setup is. Um, I'll usually uh, tie my main line just straight to the back of the camera. I always recommend using a swivel off the front. Uh, that way. You know, if you have a swivel off the front, your lure, your live bait, it's free to do what it wants to do, and the camera can stay steady. On a jig, the camera does have some weight to it. Uh, it's not a camera that wants to float. It does want to sink. It has a slow sink rate to it. So depending on, you know, how heavy your jig setup is um, on that. Yeah, it's, it's not real heavy. Yeah, so on, on that jig motion, it shouldn't affect it too much. Um, you might just have to put a little bit more uh, effort on your... Uh, uh, you know, on your motions just so that you can get that full action on the lure. Well, yeah. And again, if you, if you look at, you know, use uh, Ryan's example, if you, if you look at some of his, his videos um, and it's Ryan Howell, um, if, if you look at some of his videos, a lot of times, again, it is trolling. Uh, so a trolling lure. And so you can see that thing and you can actually hear that lure kicking. So it, it's, it picks up that sound of it kicking and and it, it's not affecting the way that lure swims at all. Now I imagine, I mean, you're not gonna be able to throw that out there and walk the dog, you know, a surface lure, you know. So there, there's obviously going to be certain limitations to it in that respect. But uh, for 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 lures that are straight grind, and for uh, for trolling, I imagine it won't affect the lure action at all. Yeah, and I I haven't seen it affect lure action uh, for trolling. I mean, top water is really the only thing I've seen it affect too much. And then some bottom rig jigs, um, if you're doing a constant motion, I mean, you're not going to get a steady video anyways in doing that, but it's still good to scout that area. Uh, you'll still capture some really cool stuff. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it, you know, we try to design it to be as versatile for as many types of fishing as possible. Um, we wanted someone to be able to cast it out for a smallmouth bass and go catch a 600, 700-pound shark on it. So we try to just build it to... Uh, be adaptive to all fishing styles and and you know so far we haven't heard of it affecting too many your connecting wire uh is that tested i mean what what pound test yeah. is that uh, a thousand pound tension rating so we do pull tests on it 
directly this way. And then we do shake tests just because fish don't always come straight. You know, we wanted to make sure that they're coming from all angles and that we weren't getting bends in the lines. We actually, me and my brother, we made a, we made a, a rope swing out of it. <laughs> we, we used a, a shark wire out of the back tied to a tree and then shark wire off the front tied to a, a tire and we were swinging off of it. Uh, so that, that was, that was kind of fun. Well, that's a great test. You know, you, you, anytime you can do stuff like that, if, I hope you got video of that. Yeah, I got some video of that. I haven't figured out where to share it yet. It just looks like two uh, goofballs <laughs> trying to trying to create a thing <laughs> out of shark wire. But well, all that stuff, you know, if you if you have a a YouTube channel or your Facebook page or even you know all of that uh, a gallery on your Facebook page, you know, just so or I mean on your website, so people can see that stuff is always. Mm -hmm always cool so um yeah and of course you know if you whenever you have stuff like that share it with us and we'll share it <laughs> sounds um, good there was a another question here and i don't know you'd have to know how salmon fishing um and that is uh you know how would you rig it for salmon trolling with a diver and a flasher and yeah um uh, so that that question it depends a lot on the water types that you're fishing in because if you have the clarity um, on a good day that you can keep it behind the flasher so that from flasher to diver it's doing its own thing um, that to me sounds like the most ideal setup unfortunately in a lot of waters that you're fishing for salmon with flashers the reason you're using them is because you need to attract them in some dirtier water so you're going to end up having to put the camera in between the where the flasher is set up and your and your uh, and your diver. Um, from what I heard from attending shows like the Portland uh, Sportsman Show and things like that, um, you know, people have been able to figure out how to rig it. I, I'm not too familiar with the rig myself because I've never gone fishing with that kind of a combo before. But I know that you definitely want to be using swivels, um, trying to you know keep the let the flasher do its thing and 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 you know, keep the camera away from affecting that. Right. And somebody else asked, and, and that question went by, um, was what pound test would you recommend rigging it with? And I don't, I think the main thing here is, again, is, you know, have decent main line. Mm -hmm. But the, the main thing there is to, to make sure that you have your leader line is less pound test than the main line. Yeah, and I mean, you know, and, and if you're doing a lot of freshwater, definitely keep that as the case. A lot of people are going who are going saltwater fishing need to have heavy leader line because they're catching big game fish, sharp teeth. Um, that's fine to use heavy leader line, just use heavy main line too. Uh, you know, you want to give it prob best probability that nothing's going to snap off. And uh, so my, my recommendation is always at least 30 pound test. Right. Like I said, I normally fish 80 pound and then yeah. Have, has anybody noticed, I mean, there's always going to be a trade-off. I mean, obviously you're, yeah. you're wanting to get footage um, versus not getting a fish, you know, is there, has anybody kind of said, Hey, well, this thing on my line, I'm not catching fish because of it. You know, you got this big old uh, thing out in front of my bait or my lure. I mean, it's it's hard to justify that the camera is what's not making the fish go after the lure bait. There's lots of videos where people will have the camera on and, you know, their baits getting smacked around by fish, but they're not taking it. Now, 
some people are going to speculate that it was the camera and some are just going to understand that it would have been like any other day on the water where fish were coming after your lure and, and, and not going after it. I haven't had anyone directly say that the camera influenced their lure to the point of not being able to catch fish. I do know that like carp fishermen in Europe, uh, carp are very finicky. So it's about angling the camera properly without there being a line for the carp to hit into. Um, and we're always learning about different types of fishing and different rig setups and what we can do to, you know, make accessories for that type of fishing. Right. Um, we have a question on uh, the max size might, and it is a micro SD card that goes in there. If you want to be recording your video, uh, it doesn't come with a micro SD card at this time. Um, but what, what is the max size that you could put in there? Uh, up to 64 gigabytes. I okay. typically I typically just use a 32 gigabyte my um, uh, sand disk that I pick up at Walmart. Works really well with the cameras. I haven't had any problems with it, um, and uh, it just goes right on the backside there, uh, just above the charging port. There's a port for the micro SD card. Okay, um, and I actually I, I think I talked to Ryan about this. Um, he was saying. It was about 16 for a full charge on the battery. So if you ran the ran it the entire time on one battery, it was uh -huh. you needed about 16. Yeah. So, so the, you could recharge it and do that. Yeah. So the camera. Well, what is the battery life? Uh, well, so the camera holds up to 64 gigabytes. Um, but yeah, so the recording time at full HD, which is 1080 at 60 frames per second, is an hour and a half. Uh, at 1080 at 30 frames per second, you're getting about two hours. And at 720 at 60, you're getting between two and a half to three hours. Um, so you have the optional modes. You can change them on the camera itself, or you can change it with the mobile app. Um, it's really easy to switch through the record settings. It just depends on whether you want that top quality or you know more battery life. The reason we make it compatible with up to 64 gigabytes is because a lot of people will have multiple cameras, but they just want the one SD card. So they'll you know, charge this one up while they have the other one on their line, and then they can just swap the SD card and still get, you know, more than just one camera recordings worth of, of uh, footage. Of course, my thought was have two cameras, two cards, and, oh, and a Nokia battery. Yeah. So I could run one, run it out, bring it back up, plug it in with a USB cable, Mm -hmm. recharge that one for the next hour and a half while that one's um, while that one's running. So that way I could get full coverage basically all day long. Yeah, like me and my typical uh, tackle I'll have about four cameras. I like some what I like to do is if I'm freshwater fishing, um, I'll typically just have one that I'm casting and retrieving all the time and I'll have one on the float cast it into a bank and I'll just let it sit there. And here and there, I'll reel it in and I'll check out the footage or I'll just connect to it live stream to top down view and just be like, oh, man, there's a huge bass there. And then I'll start casting into that spot. So um, I, I like playing around with them so I can start scouting areas a lot better. Right. You know, we are actually getting some really good questions coming in right now. Um, ben is asking, it: uh, does it have a fish eye type lens on it? Uh so no, it's not fisheye lens. It's 155 degree wide angle. We did have a fisheye lens, but it distorted the video a bit more. Plus when you're uh, bottom fishing, 
it makes that uh, lens really susceptible to getting hit by rocks. So we try to rip, have a rim of plastic around the lens uh, just to okay. protect it a bit. The, the other cool thing too about the cameras is the lens is interchangeable. Um, so right now, the camera doesn't come with an extra lens. Uh, starting in a couple months, they will. But if your lens ever has a scratch on it, just let us know. We'll send you a replacement for free. That's that's really cool. That is really, yeah. really cool. The fact that you can just take it off really easily and not have to actually be opening up the camera um, yeah. to swap that out is, is really, really a great idea. Um, we've got a recharge time. Uh, it's an hour and a half recharge, so it matches up perfectly with that 1080 at 60 frames. Well, so. exactly. That's exactly what I was saying. If you have mm -hmm. two cameras, you know, you run one, you charge it, bring it back in, put out the other one, put yep. it on your battery and recharge it. That's that's really cool. Um, Edgar is asking about, does it record sound? It does. It's actually really interesting. Um, this was, I guess, a it was made by mistake, but uh, <laughs> we, we made it with sound. The idea was we wanted people to be able to, you know, record themselves um, and in addition to recording underwater and have sound. When it's fully sealed up, you will not hear sound. I would not be able to hear myself talking. If I open up the back, you hear full sound. What's interesting about when it's underwater is the sound of the lure and the sound of the fish transfers through vibrations through the water and through the housing. So if you listen in your videos that are underwater, you're going to hear the lure um, making the sound. You're going to hear the motion of it. You're going to hear when fish are coming up to it. You're going to hear when that line is being taken out by fish. You're going to hear sound underwater. But when it's above water, you won't hear a thing, which is really cool to me. Right. And again, you know, I saw that on some of Ryan's videos um, that, that he had shown me is you can hear the vibration of that lure which I thought was really cool. <laughs> yeah, and and it's great if you're buying, you know, the different sounder lures or, or lures that are, you know, you're buying specifically because they're supposed to make a certain type of sound. It's, it's awesome to be able to verify that. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, Reginald, will this have Bluetooth or Wi-Fi capabilities to see live footage? Well, um, yeah, we already discussed that it. it does have Wi-Fi um, and, and you can, from a certain distance away, if it's on top, you can do the live footage. Other than that, you can bring it back in and then review footage, right? Yeah, so uh, so the camera does have a mobile connection, but uh, no wireless tech can uh, live stream video, so it's not gonna live stream while it's underwater. You fish like you normally would, but when you reel in, you can gain that insight right away on the phone. Every camera comes with a free float accessory, turns the camera into a bobber, and with this application, because it's floating on the surface, you can top down uh, a live stream to about 30 to 50 feet uh, away away from you. Well, um, Jeremy, doesn't matter if you're late, you can always go and watch the whole thing later. And as I mentioned before, uh, we are now putting all of our live shows up on iTunes. So, um, you can always go over there and download them and listen to them at your leisure. Uh, so, you know, talking about that, you're, you're showing the bobber. What all does the, um, the box come with? If I'm going to, if I'm going to order one of these from you, what do I get? Um, so here's a, a brand new one. Um, so when you open it up, all the components are on the inside, comes with a float, uh, a sticker, 
um, a little carrying case you can put the float charging cable and the camera into. Uh, comes with a charging cord and a instruction uh, card. And it uh, also links to the full instruction manual um, on our website. Um, like I said, the uh, added lenses, we're gonna be adding those in in uh, uh, a few months. Um, and right now we'll replace any lenses for free uh, as well. But um, yeah, I mean, you know, it's a really simple product. There's not too much to go around it. And that's kind of what we wanted when we built it was we didn't want a product that you had to get, you know, a camera and all these weights and all these different accessories and attachments. And then while you're out on the water fumbling, you know, between um, all these different parts and components, we wanted it to just be put it on your line, go fish. And uh, that's kind of what led to the name. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like it. Um, wow, we just had like three questions come in. Uh, the weight on it. Um, so the, the camera weighs 94 grams. Uh, I think it's about three ounces. Um, that's in your hand. In the water, it's about an ounce less. Uh, just because, as I said, when it's actually sitting on your line in the water, it sits like this, even though you think it would sit like this. Well, yeah, we designed some air pockets in the top part so that it counters a lot of the weight. So on, on your line, it's about two ounces, and in your hand, it's about three. Well, yeah, and, and, uh, and I was told again that when trolling, sometimes it's a good idea to put a little bit of weight in front of it to, to keep it down. Yeah, and right when Ryan said that in his video, uh, I was like, man, that makes so much sense. So I started telling every customer <laughs> to, <laughs> to add, add a little bit of weight on the main line, you know, foot, two feet behind the camera. Not a lot, but even when you're slow trolling, it does make a huge difference. The reason being that when you have your rod to the camera um, directly, it's always know, pulling you're, up. You're, you're pulling it like this, and the water is bumping against the fins that are built for stability. Versus if you add a little bit of weight down here, it pulls the camera like this and lets it just fly through the water. Uh, that, that totally makes sense. It, it totally makes sense to get it out in front too, not just put it right on the end of the camera. Yeah, absolutely. Because that's still going to be sitting on it. You need to get that so it's kind of got a little drag this way, right? Yeah, yeah so um, about a foot, two feet. Mark is asking, what is the, what's your price point on it? And if somebody wanted to add some replacement lenses, are those available? Um, so we retail at $239.99 on our website. Um, the added lenses, again, right now, we'll just send you one. If, if, it's, if your lens gets scratched, we'll send you one. Um, if you want to send you a couple, we'll be happy to do that as well. Uh, we're not selling the, the lenses right now. Um, as accessories, but I have about 500 of them sitting in my bedroom. So I'll be happy to, be happy to ship you uh, ship you one of them. Well, that's very, very cool. Um, yeah, or I guess uh, Ryan's probably answering somebody else's question. <laughs> yeah, about, I, I, you know. Ryan was answering Richard's question uh, about depth. And Richard, the, the cameras are built to go 150 meters underwater, which is almost 500 feet. Uh, we test every single one of them in our facility in a depth uh, chamber that that we um, brought on, and and so every unit before being put in one of the boxes goes into that um, for testing. And we're always working on new tests to just make sure that you know these things are going to hold up to uh, the environments that we love to fish in. So here you go. Uh, how does it hold up to extreme cold? Maybe the guys up there ice fishing. Yeah. Um, so you can go ice fishing with it. 
The camera has a recording time at top quality, 1080 at 60 of one and a half hours. Um, and at 1080 at 30, it's two hours, 720 at 60, it's two and a half to three hours. That gets cut in half when you're ice fishing right now. Um, for next fish, ice fishing season, we're going to be building a, a insulator sleeve. Um, and so that way uh, you can grab one of those. It's like a wetsuit for the camera. It'll keep in a lot and insulate a lot of the heat and, uh, you know, keep a lot of that battery life. What about extreme heat? Um, you know, going the opposite direction. Is there, um, cause I know so like when I've had GoPros in the past mm -hmm. that I would get, um, condensation or whatever else on the lens. Mm -hmm. So, so uh, is there any of that? I mean, is they holding up to the extreme heat or changes in temperature? Uh, yeah. So, I mean, we do stress tests in cold and hot. Um, so, uh, if you're going to get condensation in the camera and you see a couple like drops, um, you know, from going fishing cold water and then now you're leaving it in the sun and hotter, uh, you know, in the, the heat, um, we all know that that creates condensation. I'll typically, um, if I see that condensation, just take off one of the caps, let it kind of air dry a bit. We do spray all the electronics with a, uh, a water repellent so that uh, up against condensation, they'll be fine. Um, and so, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, we, we built it to be used for fishing and we know what that, you know, means. So, <laughs> all the well, yeah, I mean, if, if for, like for us, for example, we go out of cold hotel rooms. I'm on location somewhere. And if you, we have yeah. to leave our cameras outside most of the time, if we're at a hot location, because you just yeah. all of a sudden get that condensation all over everything. No, absolutely. And I mean, like I, we're here in Texas and during the summer, I mean, it's crazy hot. I wouldn't leave the camera just sitting out on the dock, uh, you know, in, in the hot Texas sun, I'll definitely put it in my pocket or, uh, you know, my, my tackle kit. Well, it's, yeah. And it, it's so nice and, and small and compact that you can do that. Mm -hmm. uh, Dave Fowler's asking about the, uh, focal point. Um, you know, I don't know off the top of my head, the, uh, the focal point Dave, but, I will come back to this uh, video and I will comment on your comment with the focal point. Uh, that's awesome. I'll uh, write it down so I don't forget either. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Edgar's asking, I know we talked about this earlier. Does the camera have a light on it so it can record at night? Yes, it does. Do, does that power camera you have there have power? You can show the light on it. Yeah, should. There you go. So, uh, the camera has one high powered green LED. On the back side, um, you have a power switch that in the middle position means off. When you push it towards the red record button, it turns the camera on. If you know you're fishing in deeper or darker waters, you put it to the black Wi-Fi button and it turns the camera on with night vision. So um, I know it's got the, the manual controls on it. Mm -hmm. With Wi-Fi on, can I control do all those controls with my phone? Yes, the only control you can't do on your phone uh, is turn on the night vision. Okay. Um, we uh, will likely have that in a second version, but on the first version, it's uh, it's a separated system. We thought about doing it to where the you know if there's not a lot of light, then the camera would sense that and turn the light on. But what we found is that um, what happens there is let's say you're fishing in an area and it starts getting darker and there's lots of fish coming around all of a sudden being blasted by a light will scare all of those fish away. 
So we didn't want something that just randomly comes on. It's either if you know you're fishing in deeper, darker waters, turn it on. Fish are used to it, but they're not used to just all of a sudden getting a big blast of it. So right. you want to you want to keep it consistent, whatever you're fishing. And so that's why we opted out of doing that. Uh, Chris was asking, and uh, this is a kind of a repeat question, but uh, are you selling them in retail stores? Uh, right now, we're not in any major retail stores. Depending on where you're located, we have a couple local retailers, um, just you know, local specialty shops. The major retailers like Dick's, Cabela's, Bass Pro, uh, Academy, our goal is to be in them uh, around you know end of year or early next year. So uh, keep an eye out for us. Go tell your local stores to carry us, then maybe they'll call us. But uh, <laughs> but right now you can buy it on uh, on our website. Um, you know, I think there's a link here somewhere in the video, and uh, so you can go check that out um, as well. GoFishCam.com. And we got a we got a what up from uh, <laughs> Pro Kayak Fishing. <laughs> Are you eventually going to have dealers? Yeah, that's in. Uh, yeah, we're, we're yeah we're currently having dealers, Richard. Uh, so you know we're working with local sales reps. We're working with dealers. Um, we're not sure if we're going to work through the distribution route just yet, but uh, I mean if you you know, have your local dealer that you think would be interested in this or a guy, you know, who's a sales rep, feel free to shoot them my contact info. It's uh, BA at gofishcam.com and happy to chat with them about uh, selling our product. Yeah. And that's, it's, that's a good point too, because we have a lot of, um, of viewers here that uh, are pro staff with different shops and work with a lot of different people. So if you guys do have shops that, that you work with on a regular basis, um, and if you think this is a cool product, I mean, definitely go talk to them and, and see if we can help these guys out and get it in there. I mean, it's, it's another one of these really small companies that we're working with uh, just to try and help them out. They're trying to help us out and just, you know, they're trying to help us get more good footage and we're trying to help them sell some products. So um, I think it's, uh, it, I love working with the small companies, you know, Siegler Reels, you know, everybody knows I love them and, um, you know, they're a small men in the USA company. So. Let's let's support these little guys. Um, I appreciate that. <laughs> let's see. You should be building a mini CO2 inflatable on it so you don't lose it and have something to activate it. So, yeah, and and a remote so it just automatically automatically comes back to you. <laughs> yeah, we we've thought about that. I mean, I I you know playfully we've thought about what if we do a CO2 tank? What if we have like the camera logs its GPS coordinates, and then if it gets lost, a little propeller goes on and it swims back <laughs> to you. Um, the, the sad part about it is that when things are underwater, there's so little that you can do because there's just no communication ability underwater. Uh, even like those giant submarines that you see in the military to send signals, they have to send a little thing to the surface to communicate. Um, it's just tech isn't there yet, unfortunately, but um, we're always looking at ways to recover cameras. Um, I think the best ways are going to be uh, through some accessories that we create for you guys. Um, but one of the things that we're dedicated to is our community of anglers and our customers. So as we start thinking of ideas to build, we're always going to be surveying you guys and figuring out what you actually want and if you have any ideas as well. So keep those kind of ideas coming. It's what you know fuels the innovation. So. Um, a question on uh, having the Wi-Fi on, how does that affect the battery life? 
Uh, so at, again, at 1080 at 60, your recording time is an hour and a half. With Wi-Fi, you're getting about an hour and 10 minutes. Um, with uh, 1080 at 30, you're getting about two hours of footage. So you're getting about an hour and a half to an hour 40 minutes with the Wi-Fi. Um, at 720 at 60, your recording time is two and a half to three hours. You're getting about two to two and a half hours. It, it, it sounds like to me, I mean, for my personal use, what I would more than likely do is not have the Wi-Fi on and. Yeah, I, I only really turn on the Wi-Fi if, uh, if I want to, um, like review the footage that I was just capturing or if I'm scouting an area. Sometimes what I'll do is, uh, like I was saying, my typical setup is I'll have one camera that I'm casting out always and one camera that's just sitting there floating and recording. Um, so I'll typically bring that one in and check on that one uh, more often and, and have that one's Wi-Fi on more often so I can live stream to it. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, it, it's, you know, it, it's a give and take um if you're out there and you want to constantly be reviewing footage, chances are you're going to want more than one camera so you can charge one up while the other one's out there. Uh, that way you can maximize the time of the cameras uh, with the Wi-Fi. If, if uh, your goal is to just capture really cool footage, keep the Wi-Fi off and you'll have really good battery life. Yeah, like I said, I, as I started to show before, I kind of dropped out there. Um, and I think it was my own fault. My phone fell on my keyboard. <laughs> um, is I, I said, I think I would just turn the Wi-Fi on when I wanted to re review footage and not have it on the rest of the time. Yeah. Um, it certainly makes sense to use the Wi-Fi if you're using it with the float and you're actually streaming stuff. But I think that might be just for, for battery life wise, that might be a better way to go. A timer to the, <laughs> I love crazy ideas. Um, if it's been underwater for too long, a CO2 capsule will go off and it'll float to the surface. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you never I, know. I, uh, actually, Chris. Like, keep throwing these ideas. I love them. I mean, oh, I know. going to help us what? build the best product for you guys is knowing, you know, what kind of things people think of. That, that's, right. I love the fishing industry because of how creative thinkers and, and uh you know, people, people in this industry, they're makers. Like, it, it, oh, my lure can't do this. Well, I'm going to figure out a way to set it up. So it does. And that's what I love about this industry. Like no other industry has customers that do that. Um, we had a customer who, who built a float accessory the other day for the camera so that it could have a perfectly neutral buoyancy. And no one asked him to do it. He just did it because uh, he personally wanted it. And it, it's awesome because it gives us the ideas of, you know, what you guys want and how to go build that most effectively for you. Um, there is a question here. We'll throw it up there. Would you be willing to donate one to a kayak tournament? Let me just kind of start by answering this a little bit for you. I know these guys get hit up. I can't, I can't hear the question. Everything went silent on me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I apologize if I'm not answering. I don't know what the question was. I, I heard he was putting up a question and then everything went silent. Would you be willing to donate one to a kayak tournament? Did you hear that? I heard it. Yeah. Work. Okay. So let me, let me, start, off, let me start out by um, answering a little sponsored bit. Some tournaments and sent them cameras as prizes. Uh, we're, we're a small young company. It's hard to give away free units. A lot of the times, um, shoot, shoot me a message. I'll see what we can try to work out. Um, it's just at this stage of our business, it's, it's a more expensive item. So it's not like sending a, you know, a cheap, cheaper product like a lure or something out. 
Um, and we are young, so our, our inventory does, you know, it, it's pretty valuable to us. But uh, I'll try and see if I can uh, work something out there. Well, um, yeah, and I was going to say, if, 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 if I can answer a little bit, because I deal with sponsorships and all this stuff all the time, these guys get hit every day. Every day people get it for something for free. So, you know, just understand that they have to say no sometimes. And when they're a small company like this, they have to say no. Uh, you have to definitely show value. You know, it is all in return on investment. So, you know, you need to make sure that if you are putting out a request for something, a sponsorship, you know, is this a tournament with five guys? Is this a tournament with 250 guys where we're actually going to get something out in front of a lot of people. So you always want to make sure that that is, you know, that there is a return on investment. And once again, we're just having more issues today with things dropping out. Um, you hear me okay there? Well, we'll always uh, get fixed up. So even if uh, <laughs> we drop off every few seconds. Yeah, well, that's the nice thing about this, actually, is it's a pretty quick fix when, when you drop out. You just have to refresh once in a while. Yeah, I'm, um, I'm surprised as to how fast it's been, you know, jumping up and, and, and uh, back up, considering, you know, we've had a couple problems with it. But it's great how fast it, it recovers itself. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a pretty cool system. Can you believe that we've been on for an hour already. Oh, wow. <laughs> hey, we planned on showing more videos and all that. Time and flies when you're, questions, uh, when you're you know, having fun. <laughs> yeah, all these great questions kept coming in. And, you know, it, and, and that's what makes these shows better, when people are asking questions and gives us more to talk about. Um, again, to uh, make sure that you, where did everything, because I had to refresh this thing myself. Um, People want to see this, you know, go to gofishcam.com. There's a lot more information about the products on there. And, um, you know, there's the, you said you have a Facebook page as well. Uh, yeah, facebook.com slash gofishcam. Every, everything's at gofishcam. So instagram.com slash gofishcam, youtube.com slash gofishcam, twitter.com slash gofishcam. All that stuff. And you, you were actually telling me earlier that you actually have more videos on the Facebook page than you do on your YouTube channel and, and on your actual website. So the, the Facebook page might be where they're going to get the most current information. Yeah, um, we're, we're trying to be more up to date on our YouTube. Instagram, we're always posting, but it's more of uh, building community. So if you have cool pictures or videos you want to share with us to share on there, we're happy to do so. Facebook, we're always communicating the latest and greatest. We're also sharing customer videos a lot more frequently on there. Um, and then our, our company newsletter goes out pretty frequently. So you can sign up at gofishcam.com and, uh, you know, hear about all the new toys that we're coming out with and the new applications and new videos and everything. Well, that's awesome, Brandon. I can't thank you enough for, for joining me here today on the, the Kayak Fishing Show Live. Um, and, sound cut out, but what would what would it have been if the sound didn't cut out at, at the, the last moment? But I, I appreciate you having me on here. It was, a, it was a blast and really enjoyed everyone who tuned in and uh, gave all the great questions and ideas and recommendations and everything. Oh, very cool. So thank you so much, everybody. I will be uh, doing our randomizer. We've put all the comments into a randomizer and we select one for the prize. And then I will send that. Uh, we'll, we'll notify the winner that they won and you guys send me the information. We send it over to them and, and they will uh, get you your Go Fish 
Cam. Um, Brandon, I'm going to say goodbye to you and drop you off of here. And I just got a couple more things to cover and uh, we'll be talking to you soon. Thanks again. That sounds good. Take care. Good luck, everyone. So, so once again, everybody, um, if, if you didn't get it at the beginning, we are now turning all of these uh, live interviews into a podcast that you can get on iTunes. It's Kayak Fishing with Jim Sammons. Um, so this one will be up there in a few days. So basically we're putting these, you know, they start off on Facebook, we're putting them up on YouTube and then we are, uh, doing it into a podcast for those of you who just want to listen to them later while you're driving around or something. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. So basically that's it for today. Again, we, we thank, um, Brandon from Go Fish Cam for joining us. So remember if you're going out on your walk on the water, always wear your PFD and hold your paddle right side up. Take care. Well, I hope you can see what an amazing camera these things are, and they're gonna make some great footage for our show and to your YouTube videos if you pick one up. Um, if you wanna see these videos live, remember these things go pretty much every week on the Kayak Fishing Show with Jim Salmon's Facebook page, and if you join the live videos, you have a chance to win some gear. So uh, I hope we'll see you over there, and if not, well, I hope you enjoy these over here. You take care.